Merry Christmas, friend. I am so proud of you for listening to this podcast today. As you are making an intentional choice to fix your heart on Jesus, the one we are supposed to be celebrating this time of year. My hope and prayer is that this would be an encouragement to you and remind you that Jesus came for all, but he also came just for you. Help me spread this message by sharing it with your friends and family on social media, and also by clicking the button to text this episode to them. We both know we could all use something that would help us focus more on celebrating that Jesus came instead of getting caught up in the crazy of this time of year. This Advent study is brought to you by Online Women's Bible Study and Online Women's Retreat. If you are looking to grow in God's Word and community, you get a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. This is the perfect time to join because we are doing some special things for Advent, including giving the PDF version of this study away to our members. Finally, this January is the next Online Women's Retreat, and you do not want to miss out on this. Go to OnlineWomensRetreat.com to grab a spot if you want 2022 to be the year you found some serious freedom in Jesus, identified your purpose, and chased hard after His call for your life. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Now let's get started with focusing our hearts and minds on the one who came for all. For all, day 12. Jesus with Sharifa Stevens. Talk to God. Praise. Repent. Ask. Yield. Then stop and listen. Fully man, fully God. Messiah the good shepherd, light of the world, the one we've been waiting for. Every Advent season, we commemorate the hush created when hope and anticipation mingle with the weariness of this broken life. We remember the silence since the last utterances of the prophet Malachi. Look, I'm sending my messenger and he will prepare the way before me. Then the Lord you are seeking will suddenly come to his temple, the messenger of the covenant whom you look so eagerly is surely coming, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Malachi 3.1 Look, the prophet said, and the people of Israel sought the messenger for 400 years. And as the religious experts squinted and scribbled their theories about the Messiah, a virgin conceived and the Christ was born. Isaiah 7.14 was fulfilled in the center of all time. History and creation was wrapped in swaddling clothes and placed in a manger. Jesus fulfilled the prophecies, just not in the way the experts expected. As we will see later on in this session, we'll also explore why Jesus came for us in the first place and why he made the weary world rejoice. But let's first talk about an important term, hypostatic union. Hypostatic union refers to the fact that Jesus has two distinct natures, human and divine, existing in one person. He is fully man and fully God. Colossians 2.9 says, For in him all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. In other words, Jesus is fully God and the second person of the Trinity who exists eternally and through whom all things originate, but also fully human, having been born, tempted, hungry, angry, and ultimately put to death. Jesus is the Son of Man, the flawless representative of humanity, He knows us because he became one of us in order to save us. Read 1 Corinthians 15, 21 through 22 and summarize what these verses say about Jesus. 1 Corinthians 15, 21 through 22. 
For as by a man came death, by a man has also come the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. Jesus is the triumphant answer to sin and death. His life and death atone the sins for all who believe in him. And his resurrection is a promise of eternal life for all who put their trust in him. Where Adam brought death, Jesus brings life. We have a powerful, compassionate advocate in Jesus. Prompt. Write the definition for advocate below. Any regular English dictionary will work. Prompt. How has Jesus been an advocate for you? During the 400 years of silence, religious experts continued to look for the Messiah by combing through scripture. Where they discovered many prophecies pointing to the promised one, they knew the Messiah would be the suffering servant, Isaiah 53, of the tribe of Judah, Genesis 49.10, but would also bring prosperity, Amos 9.13, and peace, Isaiah 32.1-8. Choosing to focus more on the latter, on the prophecies pointing to his triumphant victories and less to his crucifixion, the Jewish leaders overlooked a major attribute of the Messiah, his ministry to the suffering. Question. Turning a closer look at why Jesus the Messiah came for all, read Luke 4, 16-22. What message was Jesus sending to those listening to the synagogue? What is he essentially saying about himself in verse 21? Luke 4, 16-22. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him, and he unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. And the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And all spoke well of him and marveled at the gracious words that were coming from his mouth. And they said, Is this not Joseph's son? Jesus didn't go around from synagogue to synagogue proclaiming, I am the Messiah. Wouldn't that have made things simpler? Jesus didn't come to gain political power or favor from religious or ruling elites. He came to be the savior of sinners, Mark 2, 17. He made himself accessible to Samaritans, to women, to lepers, to children, to the blind. He was born of Mary, who was probably slandered her whole life for having a child out of wedlock. Jesus was crucified with sinners, though he was innocent. He is a savior for the invisible, marginalized, and overlooked. Now read John 1, 1 through 3, and write out what you learn about God and his son, Jesus. John 1, 1 through 3. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. These three verses are densely packed with theology, asserting that Jesus is eternal. He was present at the beginning of time, and because He is timeless, He is without beginning or end. Jesus was not only present with God, but He is God. Jesus is the active creator, the catalyst, the artist, the first cause of creation. He made it all. Colossians 1, 16-17. John 1, 14 states that the word became flesh and dwelt with us, becoming he became Emmanuel, God with us, so that through him we could read God's heart, not from his prophets, but directly from his son, the word. In Genesis, God walked in the garden in the cool of day, Genesis 2, 8, 
He talked to Moses face to face like friends do, Exodus 33:11, And Jesus expressed how earnestly he desired to spend Passover with the disciples just hours before his crucifixion, Luke 22, 14 through 15. The physical presence of God was visible during the tabernacle days. Exodus 40, 34 through 38. God appearing as a pillar of cloud of fire, led by the Israelites into rest, Joshua 22, 4. Read John 8, 12. Does Jesus declare himself the light of Israel or the light of the world? What are the implications of this? John 8, 12. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus' birth and emptying of himself to become a new man, Philippians 2, 6-8, was the ultimate representation of the fact that God is with us, and he wants to be. So much so that Jesus' presence doesn't end with his ascension in Acts 1. He says, I go to prepare a place for you. I go and prepare a place for you. I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. While we commemorate the advent of Christ's birth, we still linger in the silence between Jesus' first appearance and the everlasting consumption of his coming kingdom. We wait for that hush of anticipation to be replaced with the awestruck silence of being in Jesus' presence, free from sin, death, and sadness. And unlike the religious experts who miss Jesus even as they looked for Messiah, there will come a day every eye will see him. God has always desired to be present in the lives of his people, including our lives. Right now, the love of Jesus is a relentless pursuit to make God's kingdom a dwelling place with his people forever. Doer of the word, how can you apply what you have learned from the Lord today? I hope that was encouraging to you. Remember that Jesus came for all, but he also came just for you. It would be so helpful if you would leave a review of this show, plus share this with your friends and family. We want to encourage as many people as we can with this free Advent study. As a reminder, if you are looking to grow in God's word and community, you get a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. Finally, this January is the next online women's retreat, and you do not want to miss out on this. Go to OnlineWomensRetreat.com to grab a spot if you want 2022 to be the year you found some serious freedom in Jesus, identified your purpose, and chased hard after His call for your life. I'll see you next time, friend. Bye.